What is up, everybody? This is the Wrestling Takeover host, Jordan Turner. And I bring to you guys wrestling's hottest topics, number 27, right here on the Wrestling Takeover podcast. You guys know what time it is, man. There is so much topics that I want to dive into in the world of pro wrestling. I'm not going to waste enough of your time. Edgar, cue that intro. It's time to go to work. Welcome to You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always gonna keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. Let's go, man. Y'all know what time it is. Welcome everybody back to the wrestling takeover podcast i thank everybody that is continuing to listen to the podcast every single day we grind 24 7 on this podcast we also keep it real and we are the most creative wrestling podcast in the entire iwc that is not a prediction it's a spoiler so i welcome you all back to the podcast let's start off With the WWE, I got tons of topics that I want to dive into from the brand of WWE. Now, I'm going to start off first talking about Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns that is going to be taking place tonight on SmackDown for the Universal Heavyweight Championship. Now, Daniel Bryan, this is his last chance. If he does not beat Roman Reigns tonight, He will no longer be able to be on Friday Night SmackDown. And people are suggesting, like myself, that he might be moving to Monday Night Raw. Let's just call it out. Daniel Bryan is going to lose tonight. I heard this rumor a couple days ago that Vince McMahon might be considering having Daniel Bryan shock the world and have him beat Roman Reigns. No. No. Roman Reigns, I will always stand on this pedestal and say that Roman Reigns needs to hold the Universal Championship for a very long time. I mean towards WrestleMania 38, okay? Y'all know where I stand on this. I don't want to keep not complaining, but I don't want to keep repeating myself about it. But what the WWE needs to do is they got to find... Formal opponents for Roman Reigns after Daniel Bryan. You got Cesaro. You can do Shinsuke Nakamura. You can do Big E. You got people after Daniel Bryan is finished with Roman Reigns. And my thing is, and my philosophy is this. When Roman Reigns eventually loses, whoever beats Roman Reigns, they're going to be built into a superstar. This is how you book a big um, heel because when that right baby face comes around at the right time, in the right situation, at the right show, with all the momentum behind him, and he ultimately defeats the heel, it's going to be a big deal. The fans are going to pop, and I'm going to feel it at home. And I know you guys will do as well. So whoever defeats Roman Reigns, it's going to be a massive deal. And this is the blueprint that the WWE needs to take forth. Not even after Roman Reigns, but other heels as well. You got to find that one baby face that is on the level of Roman Reigns. And right now, there's nobody, nobody that is on the level of Roman Reigns 
Roman Reigns needs to walk in as Universal Champion tonight, which he will. And he needs to walk out still Universal Champion. I hope this ultimately leads into, you know, The Rock coming back and facing Roman. We have that blockbuster story that can take place. You got Big E. You got Cesaro. They just got to find that one man that is built up and that is on the level of Roman Reigns to finally make it legit. Like, okay, this guy can finally be the man that defeats Roman Reigns. Until then, Roman Reigns needs to sit comfortably on his throne and do whatever he has to do to retain the Universal Championship. Now, Daniel Bryan is expected to lose tonight. Does Daniel Bryan go to Monday Night Raw? Let me talk about that for a bit. Daniel Bryan has done everything he possibly can on Monday Night Raw, or excuse me, on SmackDown. He's done everything he can on SmackDown. Monday Night Raw needs all the help they can get. They're fucking up The Fiend and Bray Wyatt. Don't get me started with that. Drew McIntyre, to me, he's kind of not really doing anything right now. Bobby Lashley is the champion. He needs baby faces. You can't keep doing Drew McIntyre. Build up a ricochet. You got Braun Strowman. Fuck Braun Strowman. I don't care for Braun Strowman. But you have Braun Strowman as well. Even though the main event scene on Monday Night Raw is terrible. It is terrible. It is not fun. It is not exciting whatsoever. I mean, the whole show, for God's sake, sucks. Okay? Period. That's just facts. You guys got to, you know, understand the reality of the situation. Raw is awful. They don't have a main event scene. The women's division fucking sucks. Mid-card, there's no mid-card. The tag team division sucks. Everything on Raw sucks, okay? At least for SmackDown. There's stuff on SmackDown that is interesting. Bianca Belair, Bailey, Sasha, and Roman. You got the mid-card championship picture there. It's killing it right now. This feels like SmackDown 2016 all over again. It's ridiculous. They're in both the same promotion, but they feel like different shows. You feel me? I, I don't understand that. Either way, Daniel Bryan, I do see him losing tonight. Some people are saying he's going to go to Raw. If he goes to Raw, he can face Bobby Lashley, be the one to defeat Bobby Lashley, become the new WWE champion, maybe be in a feud with Drew McIntyre. I don't know. AJ Styles, you can do AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. Build up Ricochet. Make him feel legitimate, you know? Build up more superstars. And we'll see what happens with that, man. I just want to give you guys my quick thoughts on Daniel Bryan and what's going to happen with him and Roman tonight on SmackDown. Expect Daniel Bryan to lose. I would be shocked and pissed if Daniel Bryan wins. I love Daniel Bryan, but Roman Reigns should not be losing to anybody for the foreseeable future. That is where I stand on that topic. Up next, man, another controversial topic regarding Mickey James. So Mickey James got an idea that she pitched to WWE and got immediately shut down as expected. But what was that particular, you know, pitch idea that she made to the WWE? I'm going to take this from Fightful.com, Fightful Select, Sean Ross Sapp. Shout out to Ron, killing it right now. 
So Mickey James had a big conversation at WrestleMania 37 weekend that didn't go the way she had hoped, leaving to her having doubts about her position in the company. So Mickey James said, anything I've pitched, they weren't into. I wanted to find a balance in between. There was the most where I said, what if we do an all-female brand? If I could help lead that and have an awesome team of women, we have the talent, the tools, and the factories. It would really help all the girls who are not getting television time. This one person says to me, and I quote, they're never going to do it, ever. Women's wrestling doesn't make money. WWE Evolution was the lowest rated pay-per-view in WWE history. I get what you're trying to do, but I don't understand why you're fighting it so hard. You should play the cards you're dealt and see if there's a way to incorporate that within a show rather than fight for it to be on its own show. Wow. Okay, I'm going to continue. So she said, I just realized that every decision they do, a lot of it is business, which is correct. And how it falls in line with business. I'm just disappointed as a whole with being made to feel old who depends on a walker and the whole aging thing. I think we missed on a lot of mom- a lot of moments. Rather, it's me trying to break Trisha's record and Charlotte tied and that beat me or the Chelsea Green angle working on Twitter. I originally pitched that angle for Liv Morgan in 2019 because I love Liv. They have been several moments where we could have done and should have done that, but we've missed the boat on that, she said. Wow. That is so much to compact there. I got I got to talk about this, man. This is crazy to me. Somebody went to Mickey James. And I, I, I want to give respect to whoever went to Mickey James and was just blunt. That's what we need. We need people in this fucking company who are honest. Okay? And aren't sheep. All right? We need a lot more of those in WWE. We need a lot more of those in general in the IWC. We need people to speak up on the WWE product and stop kissing ass. Speak up. WWE right now from a creative standpoint sucks. That's the reality of it. I will continue to be honest about the WWE product. I love the product just like everybody else. But the difference is I'm a realist. I'm someone that's honest about the product. I don't bitch just to bitch and complain. That's not what I do here. Period. Now, what Mickey James and someone told her this in terms of women's wrestling doesn't sell. Women's wrestling doesn't make money. That's crazy. I can't believe that person said that to her. Looking, check it, all right? Does women's wrestling sell? It's a very controversial opinion to have because you're either going to get shit on or you're going to have people back you and be like, yeah, I agree with you on that. Women's wrestling doesn't sell. To that person that commented to Mickey James that said that, I completely disagree. To a point, does women's wrestling sell? It depends on who the woman or women are. 
if they're Sasha Banks or any of the four horsewomen or Ronda Rousey, they sell. They're the draw. Period. That's just the God honest truth. If you're not the four horsewomen or Ronda Rousey, yeah, women's wrestling don't sell. They're building Bianca. They're building Rhea Ripley. But they got a long way to go. I love both women, but like I said, they got a long way to go in terms of being established and being a marquee on the card for any WWE show. But if you're not Sasha Banks, if you're not Charlotte Flair, if you're not Becky, if you're not Bailey, but I'm going to just keep it 100 with you right now. If you're not Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, or Ronda Rousey, you're not going to sell, period. There's a hierarchy in this business. I'm not an idiot. I watch just like everybody else. But I have a different set of eyes. I have an analyzed type of eyes when I watch this promotion. I don't like my intelligence to be insulted. Sasha Banks is a megastar. Facts. Ronda Rousey is a megastar. Facts. Charlotte Flair is a megastar. Facts. I might not be a fan of her booking, but she's a megastar for sure. And Becky Lynch is a megastar. The sad truth, the sad reality of it with Bailey. I love Bailey. I don't consider Bailey to be a megastar. She hasn't been built up properly like that to be on the level of a Sasha Charlotte, a Becky, and a Ronda Rousey. That person that said to Mickey James that women's wrestling doesn't sell, they do sell. They do sell. Okay? Let me take. Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, for example. They were people on Twitter in the IWC like myself bitching and complaining. Oh, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks need to be in the main event of night one. Social media went insane. They were advocating for that match. WWE gave us what we wanted. The fans erupted as both women came out. The fans erupted when Bianca Belair pinned Sasha Banks one, two, three in the middle of the ring to become the new SmackDown Women's Champion. So ultimately, yes, women can sell. It just depends on who the women are, period. That's facts, all right? It depends on the women that are in the match. Do they have a big name? All these women that I just named, Sasha Banks, Charlotte, Becky, Ronda Rousey, they have a big name. They can sell tickets. Absolutely. So, and in terms of having a uh, women's wrestling, uh, women's evolution, and how the pay-per-view bombed, I'm going to be blunt. I'm going to be honest. I don't care what anybody else has to say. Okay? This is the facts. WWE evolution, this whole women's evolution revolution shit that has been happening over the past couple years. It's all a publicity stunt. Look at the division now. It sucks. Where's Ronda Rousey? When Ronda Rousey was there, the women's division was front and center. Soon as Ronda Rousey left, the women's division were right where it was supposed to be. In terms of WWE's eyes, not mine, but in terms of WWE's eyes, it went back to the way it was supposed to be. You have some of the best women's wrestlers in this business, in the game. 
and you're booking them like shit. Don't test me. Okay? The women's division on both brands fucking suck. I can't believe I said that, but I did. It sucks. But the fucked up thing is, you have some of the best talented women in this business that impact wrestling. AEW would die to have. And you don't give a fuck. WWE. Ridiculous. You treated Mickey James like shit. I could have booked Mickey James with something to do. You? Nah, fuck Mickey James. She's too old. That's your mentality. You don't give a fuck about women's wrestling. I know it to be fact. I don't need to read a news report. I don't. I know what I'm talking about. There are people in the WWE. They might, you know, say that they don't believe this. Bullshit. You do. Because the television product says so. I know I'm ranting. I apologize. But I'm just passionate about certain things like this. It just really gets to me. There are people in the WWE that don't give a fuck about women's wrestling. When that person told Mickey James that women's wrestling doesn't sell, he meant that. He was probably one of the people that don't believe women's wrestling sells. And that's bullshit. Listen, if you put the women in a specific spot, you build them up as a big deal. I get it. I understand. The men are the draws. I feel you on that. But if you build women like you're doing with Sasha, Charlotte, Becky, you're doing it with Bailey now. You got Ronda. You have pieces there to make the women's division relevant, to make the division fun again. The women's division right now, yeah, you got the talent. They're star studded. But the booking. It's back to the diva era bullshit. That's the vibe that I'm getting as a fan. I love these women. I respect the hell out of them. But I'm here to drop facts. I'm here to drop pipe bombs here on my podcast. That's all I'm about. I'm about being real, man. I don't sugarcoat nothing. I'm not a sheep. I lead. I don't follow, man. That's not what I do here. I'm here to give you guys the truth. And if you guys don't understand that, that's on you, man. If you get it, if you're with me, I love you for it. I love everybody in general. I love my fans. I appreciate everybody that is listening to my podcast on a consistent basis. But topics like this make me pissed off. And the passion comes out. I feel bad for Mickey James. I really do. And then she talked about how she came up with ideas for Liv Morgan and a storyline with herself and Chelsea Green, pretty much similar to when Mickey James did with Trish Stratus all those years ago. We could have seen that on television. WWE didn't want to do it because they don't give a fuck. That's the truth. They don't give a fuck. They don't care about women's wrestling. They say they do. It's all propaganda bullshit. It's all publicity, y'all. Why did they do women's uh, evolution? Why did they do it? Do you want to know why they really did it? 
to get the publicity with E! News, Sports Center, New York Times, all these publications, all these social media stuff. They wanted that and they got it. That's the reason why they didn't. They didn't give a fuck about who was on the show, who wasn't on the show. I was pitching a dream car type for women's evolution. I seen many fans talk about the pay-per-view, how I would do this match and this match. The majority of our matches were better than what the WWE actually presented to us on that night. Why do you think they only did it one time? Why do you think that WWE Evolution only happened one time? Because they don't give a fuck. They don't care. If they cared... They would have had a number two, but they don't care, y'all. I want y'all to understand that. I'm sorry that I'm being too real. If you don't like what I'm saying, I I don't know what to tell you. I love women's wrestling. I fucking love it. You have so much talented women, but the talent can only go so far because if the creative sucks... You're not going nowhere, man. You're not. That's my piece on that, on Mickey James, man. Yeah, I'm just so disappointed in the WWE that they just don't care about women's wrestling. And the product, it just shows, the television product shows that these people don't care. And it's really sad. And it's actually heartbreaking to see. Now, I want to talk about this weird, you know, news in terms of WWE and MLW is the WWE finally going to start partnering up with different promotions. Now, apparently this is from Fightful Select again. So MLW is considering joining and being a partnership with the WWE. That is absolutely crazy to me, actually. I think this is pretty cool. That MLW is wanting to do uh, talent exchange for the WWE. And it's pretty cool. You know, we can see talents exchange this and that. And I think it would elevate the WWE even more to start partnering up with different promotions. So this news comes from Ringside News. Shout out to everybody from Ringside News. WWE forming partnership with MLW to exchange NXT talent wwe doesn't usually plan well with other pro wrestling companies they are looking to change that perspective uh finally uh they are also looking into how to fix an issue they have with such a loaded nxt roster so the wrestling observer newsletter reports that wwe is looking into forming a partnership with mlw um i want to shout out to mlw for getting a tv deal uh, shout out to that promotion. That's really great. I'm happy for them. And uh, it just benefits the wrestling business. If they do well, the wrestling business does well. Shout out to everybody from MLW for that. That's great. So I continue and they say they reportedly, quote unquote, don't like to rep that they don't work with any other companies in the professional wrestling world. This is, has sparked the possible deal. It is said that the idea is for NXT to send MLW some talent who aren't getting a lot of television time. This will be a way for them to get some experience 
it is also said that the idea would be inked to the deal that WWE had with Evolve or ECW back in the day. That was before Evolve and ECW brought out by WWE. They are in talks with MLW and it's along lines of the old Evolve deal or to a degree the 90s ECW deal. The idea is to get some of the developmental guys who aren't working on NXT television some work. We'll have to see if any of the, obviously, they finished off there. Listen, I think this is fantastic. I've been preaching on my show that the WWE really needs to start forming with other wrestling promotions. We're doing it with AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling. I'm going to talk about them later. But WWE finally getting into the business of partnering up with other promotions it's just gonna benefit the fucking wrestling business man because let's keep it real the wrestling business right now is struggling from a popularity standpoint it really is and i want wrestling to get back to where it was but what needs to be fixed right now is the creative and that's my main concern in the wwe i don't care about money i don't care about any of that shit I care about the talent, and I care about creative. Those two are the major keys that are a big problem in the WWE. Partnering up with MLW is great. Getting people that aren't being used on NXT on MLW to get more exposure for themselves and for the NXT brand. Maybe MLW can promote NXT. Maybe NXT can start promoting MLW. This is a benefit for all parties involved. I see no negatives here. So as a wrestling fan, now I don't watch MLW. I hear of them. I mean, I watch some clips from time to time, but I don't consistently watch. But for MLW to work with NXT, it's tremendous. It's really great for the men and women from MLW and NXT. And it only says that WWE talents are going to work with MLW that aren't being used. It doesn't say anything about MLW talent working with NXT. So this is going to benefit everybody. It's pretty much a Levolve, a 90s ECW type of style here. I love it. No complaints here. So that is some great stuff from the WWE. And they are finally going to slowly start working with other wrestling promotions. Now, the last topic with the WWE, I want to talk about Mick Foley. Now, Mick Foley apparently went on social media today, and this is again from Ringside News. Mick Foley calls for all female WWE brand before AEW beats them to it. Now, we all know Mick Foley only said this because he probably heard what Mickey James had to say in terms of an all-female uh, show to bring to the WWE. So WWE has a lot of women on the roster, true, but only so many segments on television. Some aren't in support of an all-female brand for Vince McMahon's company, and Mick Foley just sent out a tweet in favor of that idea. Mickey James already revealed that she pulled for an all-female WWE brand. That obviously didn't happen. The company ignored all of her other pitched ideas, typically because the WWE... The brass are a bunch of bitches. They're a bunch of bitches. They don't like anything new. 
They like the same formula. That's why the show fucking sucks. It's the same shit. Be different. Take chances. That's the WWE's problem. They don't want to take chances. They don't want to take risks. They are comfortable in the position that they're in from a creative standpoint. And they don't give a fuck about being different. That's their fucking problem. Do something different. Get out of your comfort zone. That's the WWE's problem. So fuck them for not listening to Mickey James's ideas. That's ridiculous. So Mick Foley had a lot to say about the subject as he sent out a tweet addressed to Vince McMahon himself. He said that WWE needs an all-female brand before AEW beats them to the idea. He says, Dear Vince, an all-women's brand needs to happen in WWE. Unless you want AEW to beat you to the punch. Sincerely, Mick at Vince McMahon. This is very interesting to me. Because he obviously commented on what Mickey James had to say. In, you know, the little clips that she brought up. Listen, I don't think... I'm going to have to kind of disagree with Mick Foley here. And I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it 100 with you all day, all the time, y'all. They did an all-female pay-per-view. It apparently bombed for Mickey James and what she had to say. It apparently bombed. Okay? You don't need an all-female show. Cut the shit. Okay? Shout out to Mick. I love you, Mick. I'm a big fan of your work, brother. But you're wrong on here, man. You're really wrong. I mean, you're not wrong in terms of there's tons of women um, that are on the brand and there's not a lot of TV time. That, I absolutely agree with you with that for sure. But here's the problem. It's not that fucking difficult. Be creative. This is why I wish me, I wish I ran WWE from a creative standpoint. I would turn this promotion upside down within one year. Give me one year. I'm changing the game. I promise you that. It's not that hard. I'm going to take some ideas right now. I'm going to pitch it to you guys right now. Let me know what y'all think. So, in terms of the women, you got the women's tag team championships. You got teams there. They can feud there. Then you got the women. You got the world title scene. You got women that can feud there. The problem is, what about the other women that are not in a title match? Start building blood personal feuds start building personal feuds animosity tension do it on social media start it on social media do something now me personally i wouldn't even have a women's tag team championship i'd bring in a mid-card championship for the women have the women's world title and then outside of that the women that are in the world title matches they're doing their thing but what about the other women that's when you have to be creative you got to be creative. Why were you hired? You were hired to be creative. You are a creative writer. So you have to have the ability to be creative and think on your feet. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm the best in the entire IWC. I think on my feet. I'm more creative than anybody in the IWC combined. Facts. That's not a little prediction. That's a spoiler. That's an opinion. That's facts. All right. I think on my feet. The WWE needs to rectify this easily. Get rid of the women's tag team titles. If not, 
You got the women feuding for the women's tag team titles. You got the women's world title championship picture. What about the other women? Do blood feuds. Do feuds that are personal. Come up with something. See, it's funny because I remember a feud, man, back in 2005 with Randy Orton and The Undertaker, one of my favorite feuds, one of my favorite rivalries of all time. It went from WrestleMania, and then it went to SummerSlam, and then it went to No Mercy, and then it went to Armageddon, where the feud ended inside Hell in a Cell. That is a feud. That's a blood feud. That is an animosity feud. No championships were up for grabs there. That's what you need to do for the women and the men. Fuck the women, do and you do the men. Come on, bro. Easy. It's so easy to do. They just don't want to do it. They really don't. Period. That's what you got to do. So you can do that for the women. You don't need a freaking all women's brand. You don't. You really, really don't. You just got to have a game plan. You have the women's tag team championships. You have the women's championship. Outside of those two, what are the other women going to do? Create blood feuds, create animosity, create tension, create something to get the fans invested. I remember Carmella and Nikki Bella had a great feud. There was no women's championship on the line. At that time, it was Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss on SmackDown. I remember vividly. I remember it was Natalia and Nikki Bella as well. They weren't in a world title feud. But I love their feud a little bit more than the world title feud around that time. Come on, man. It's not that difficult. You got to have the passion. You got to be passionate about this shit. And you got to be, most of all, creative. The majority of the people that are in the WWE are not creative. And I'm going to tell you this again. They don't give a fuck about women's wrestling. I'm sorry. They don't. Because if they did, we would see the women have more matches, have more storylines. I remember Nikki Bella a couple days ago mentioned that it's on some fucking diva era bullshit again. Give divas a chance stuff again. I actually agree with her. It's getting to that point. I want everybody to know that it is getting to that point where the women are on television. They have two-minute matches, five-minute matches. Where's the 10-minute matches? Do you want us fans to bitch and complain again on social media? That's what we will do. Give women a chance. You want us to do the hashtag again? We'll do that. We'll get that shit trending quick. The WWE, the people that are in this promotion, the management team, they don't care about women's wrestling. They don't. Because if they did, we wouldn't see five-minute, two-minute, seven-minute, under-ten-minute matches. That's just the truth. And if I'm pissing people off, I'm sorry. I'm just speaking what is my truth. So that's my opinion on McFoley and in terms of wanting a women's all pretty much show. So I'll be back real quick, y'all. Uh, when I get back, we're going to be talking about AEW. So I'll be back in a quick second. Yo, yo, yo. What's good, everybody? I'm back. Let's talk about some AEW Dynamite All Elite Wrestling. 
Now, this topic that I want to discuss, I have no notes. Okay, I paused it. I took it down. Uh, this is just me from the top of the head. I want to talk about AEW Dynamite and them having too many tag teams, too many factions. Now, I understand in the beginning, AEW, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, the whole nine yards, the whole crew, they talked about making tag team wrestling a vital part in AEW. Okay, that is great. They've done that, and they've done that successfully, right? But there's too many tag teams. There is too many factions. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's like they're not putting more effort. They're not putting that much effort into the main event scene. They're putting more effort into the tag team division and these factions. And I'm I'm just here to tell you, man. I'm just here to speak my piece. There's too many fucking tag teams. There's too many tag teams. I watch on a weekly basis. I don't cover it, but I should cover it. But I just watch. There's too many tag teams, man. There's too many goddamn fucking tag teams in AEW. That makes the division grow. That makes the division more better. It will grow the overall tag team division with more teams. It will make it more competitive for sure. But they got too many tag teams. Don't get me started with the factions. I mean, my God, they got so many factions. It's ridiculous. AEW right now is turning into tag team faction dynamite show. That's what it's turning into. The main event scene is, I don't want to say it's dying, but I'm here to tell you right now, Kenny Omega does not have that many opponents. It's the same thing with Roman Reigns. They're both in the same category. That's real funny to me, man. That is hilarious how they don't have a lot of, you know, challengers to challenge them for their world championships. Kenny Omega does not have a lot of challengers after john moxley this guy has nothing there is no one that is on the level of kenny omega you gotta build somebody up you have people man i'm gonna name them right now you got darby allen you got hangman page which i believe will be the you know the focal point hangman page kenny omega maybe for double or nothing in may something like that you know you got brian cage who can be built up to be as a serious threat he should have been that since day one. Day fucking one. Brian Cage should have been built as a big deal. What about Miro? Don't get me started. They botched him and fuck AEW for that. That right there, no one talks about it, but I'm about to talk about it. AEW sucks from that standpoint. You botched the debut of Miro. Unacceptable from AEW. They pretty much did the WWE thing. With Miro. And that's fucked up. Period. Alright. Who else do they got? In the main event scene. They don't have a lot of people. Y'all they don't. They don't. And that's their problem. After John Moxley. You got Darby Allen. You could build him up. Even though he's the TNT champion. You got Brian Cage. You got Pac. You got Phoenix and Pentagon. But those guys right now, they aren't being taken a serious threat in the main event scene. They're just not. People see them as a certain way. You're a tag team specialist. It is what it is. But if you guys watch Lucha Underground, Phoenix and Pentagon were killers in the main event scene. So it could definitely be done on the bigger stage in AEW. So 
that's my opinion on that. I just wanted to quickly come up with that from topic of AEW. And uh, we're going to end the podcast talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling. I love New Japan Pro Wrestling, man. They're one of my favorite promotions to watch. Um, like I said, when they come up with a, uh, a big pay-per-view event like Dominion or whatever, I will be right here talking about some of the highlight matches on New Japan Pro Wrestling's big event coming up pretty soon. Now, New Japan Pro Wrestling president, Tamari Ukabayi, I apologize if I botched his name. I definitely did. Um, he discusses partnering with AW and Impact Wrestling. So ever since, I'm taking this from uh, Fightful Select. So ever since John Moxley appeared on New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong in January, the forbidden door in wrestling has been open. Moxley's arrival on Strong, New Japan Pro Wrestling's U.S.-based brand, signaled a deeper partnership between New Japan Pro Wrestling and All Elite Wrestling that went beyond certain guys coming to Japan for one-off matches. Kenta, who appeared on multiple episodes of AEW Dynamite, Moxley defending his IWGP US title against Kenta on Strong, and Impact got involved with New Japan's David Finley and Juice Robinson joining the promotion. Speaking to New Japan Pro Wrestling's website, New Japan Pro Wrestling President Tamari Ushibai discussed his promotion's involvement in dealing with AEW and Impact Wrestling. He said, I quote, I think talent crossing is something that doesn't apply to strong, but New Japan at large. For me to say New Japan is doing business with company X, so you need to go over there and wrestle. That backward, That is backwards to me. I will say this until I'm blue in the face. This is a star-driven business, and the wrestlers are the focus. So if our wrestlers say, I want to wrestle that guy, I want to test myself against that guy, I want to show that I'm better than that guy, then it becomes our job as a company to do what we can to back them up. Make it happen and make it successful. We're in the dream business, presenting them and making them real. Having a liner approach to business that only restricts us and it stops fans from getting invested. Fucking shout out to the fucking New Japan president. He knows what's good. He knows what it is. These wrestlers are the stars. You listen to your wrestlers. WWE, listen to your wrestlers. I love it. I love this mentality. I love this approach. Shout out to New Japan Pro Wrestling. They know what it is, man. They know exactly what needs to be done. So the president of New Japan Pro Wrestling is pretty much saying, well, if my wrestlers want to wrestle some other dude in another different promotion, I'm going to try my damnness to make that happen. The wrestlers are the driving force is pretty much what he said. I love that mentality. Now, I understand you don't want to give the wrestlers everything they want because he's the boss and whatever he wants to do, they might have to roll with it. But give the wrestlers some leeway if they want to face... Uh, John Moxley from AEW, make it happen. If someone wants to face a Kenny Omega, maybe a Kenny Omega wants to face a Jay White. AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, work out that partnership. We work out that deal. We get it popping. You feel me? I love this mentality. So this is great. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling is really killing it right now. They're doing great stuff for themselves. Um, I can't wait for Dominion and other wrestling uh, shows for New Japan to come out. And I'm going to be right here on the Wrestling Takeover Podcast to talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling a little bit more in 2021. 
So that was a great article there from Fightful Select. Now, that is all I got for you today, man, on the podcast. Thank you for the continued love and support that I've been receiving on a consistent basis. Uh, This brand is growing slowly but surely. I had fun talking about these topics. And that's all I got for you guys for this weekend. And we got Friday Night Smackdown. We'll see what happens, man. Is Daniel Bryan going to become the new Universal Champion? I don't think so. All hell, the Tribal Chief. This is the Wrestling Takeover Podcast, man. Great show. And this is the Crate of King, man. I'm always on my throne. I'm always having the crown. Nobody ain't taking it from me. Period. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today. Make sure you guys go subscribe and follow to the podcast on all available podcast platforms. Please do that for me. I would really appreciate it. Follow and subscribe on iTunes. Leave me a five-star rating and a comment down below if you guys can do that for me as well. And follow me on Twitter at JT Takeover. Follow the podcast on Instagram at The Wrestling Takeover. Follow my personal IG account, which is at JT Takeover One. And that's all I got for you guys today, man. Have a great Friday. And um, I will catch you guys next time right here on the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. Yeah, baby, girl, you're so damn fine, no. Wanna know if I can hit it from behind, though. I'm sipping on you like some fine wine, though. When it's over, I press rewind, though. Talking bands, I got it. Benjamins in my pocket. I traded my truth for some robins. And he's playing Batman, fatty's gonna rob him. I got the clock in my robbery